Hello, and welcome to the Careers by Design podcast. I'm Sharon Belden-Castingway, Director of the Gordon Career Center at Wesleyan University. Today, I'm joined by Laura Walker, Class of 1979. Laura, to start out, can you tell me a bit about your current professional role? Sure. Hi. It's great to be here. Um, I am uh, now uh, President and CEO of New York Public Radio, which is uh, the radio stations here, the public radio stations here in New York that are news and classical music and New Jersey. And uh, we are also a producer of about 18 different uh, national radio programs and podcasts. Great. Now, was journalism an early interest of yours? Were you the kind of kid who read the New York Times in the morning before you left for kindergarten? <laughs> How early <laughs> your memory is this for you? Well, I let me put it this way. I uh, I never knew a day in my house that, that didn't start with uh, the New York Times being sprawled all over the dining room table. Um, I don't know exactly how old I was when I started picking it up, but uh, I certainly watched uh, my parents read it when before I could read, and uh, was always uh, looking over their shoulders and looking at the at the um, pictures. I also was a journalist early on. I think I remember I was about ten years old when my sister and I started uh, a short-lived but quite successful um, <laughs> uh, newspaper of our block. Uh, where we uh, interviewed people on the block and we talked about the news of the day. Um, And that was, I'm not sure exactly how long it lasted, but it was a lot of fun. What kinds of things were you asking the people on the block? What kind of news were you covering? Uh, What they did, you know, in their lives, where the ball that had been missing from my neighbors, you know, um, we couldn't find the kickball or something. (laughs) Where could it be, you know? Um, (laughs) You know, really important news. But I also, I mean, my dad in particular was a a lover of radio, and he was a a musician. He was in the advertising business. Um, but he was a he had been a music major at Columbia, and he played sax and loved jazz. And I listened to a lot of uh, radio, uh, uh, you know, uh, with him, both jazz radio and classical music radio. So, did you have a sense by the time you were in high school that you wanted to combine these interests? Did you have any sense of what your future was going to be at that point? No, when I was in high school, I just uh, was interested in. I don't know. Um, <laughs> I was interested in friends and learning, and I had no idea that I really wanted to do much with German, journalism or radio. Why did you decide to attend a liberal arts college? Um, you know, I think my both my parents were college graduates, and uh, my dad was the first in his family to go to school. He was uh, he went to Columbia, as I said, with. Uh, on the you know GI Bill, and uh, he so valued his education, and you know talked uh, all the time about the the great books and the you know the history and music and other courses he had at Columbia. We lived in in um, the suburbs of New York City, and we um, went down to Riverside Church every uh, every Sunday and every Friday and every Tuesday. Actually, <laughs> we went down a lot, but that was right near Columbia, and so. Uh, I had a very, very uh, strong sense of how liberal arts education had affected both my father and my mother, um, and it was definitely something I wanted to to do. I may might have gone to Columbia, but it was too close. <laughs> <laughs> well, why Wesleyan? Uh, I I uh, set out in my head to kind of find a place that was um, 
close enough but far enough from where I lived that uh, had a, a really wonderful teaching uh, faculty uh, that was beautiful and had a spirit that was one that was both that had tradition but was experimental. I wanted a place that had great music because I too was a musician and I wanted a place that uh, would uh, teach me writing and science and I was really interested in all of those and so I I kind of fell in love with Wesleyan when I went on campus. I, I think it was kind of a visceral feeling. And, you know, it's interesting. I've watched my kids kind of go and see colleges, and I can, I, I can see, you know, you get a, a real sense uh, of um, what a college campus is like. I also had a, a good friend from high school who uh, was, uh, was at Wesleyan and loved it, just loved it. Tell me about some of your experience here. How did Wesleyan change you? Um, well, you know, in some ways, actually, uh, going back, it changed me before I got there because uh, I also loved the interview that I had on campus. I felt like uh, they were actually very interested in me um, as opposed to kind of putting me in a, in a box. And so from the very beginning, I had this notion that this was a place that valued individuals. I also, once I got in... Um, I didn't actually get enough money to be able to go. Uh, I needed financial aid, and I had gotten into several other schools, and, uh, but I really, really wanted to go to, uh, to Wesleyan. And so it changed me from the beginning because I went into Jerry Cunningham's office after I got accepted, and uh, he, I, I found out later, is, was the nicest guy. He was the head of financial aid. And, but he had this huge sign above his, uh, above his desk that said, no is also an answer. And I was shaking in my boots as I, as I said to him, my pre-rehearsed, I really want to go here. And, you know, this school has given me this much and this, is, this school has given me this much. But if you give me, you know, I don't know, $1,000 more, I w I would, it would enable me to come to Wesley and I really want to go. And he just looked at me and he just... Uh, he looked very stern, and then he, like, broke into a smile, and he said, well, take a look at this. Tell me why you want to come. And I said, you know, I just think it's an incredibly intellectual and culturally fun place, and uh, I know I would thrive here. And, um, and you know, a day later he called me and said, uh, we're, we're going to uh, increase your aid to what I had asked for and make you an Olin scholar. And so I learned to, to kind of, you know, ask for what I, I needed. And uh, I later learned, actually quite, a, quite a, a ways later, I learned that his family had given him that sign because he was too much of a softie. <laughs> <laughs> and that, in fact, it was just a little bit, it was effective. It kind of made you feel uh, that he might be a meanie, but he was not at all. He was re really, really nice. Well, I'm sure Wesleyan is grateful for his decision back then. <laughs> Did you know when you started out what you wanted to do when you finished? Uh, no, not at all. Um, you know, I... I, I actually was thinking of doing science. I was wondering about med school. I was wondering about uh, history. I was wondering about, uh, you know, writing. and I was wondering about journalism as well. And so I, you know, I, I also used Wesleyan, th that time there, to, you know, to do journalism. I wrote for 
a little for the Argus, but mostly for the other paper, the Herald, I think it was called. I don't remember what it was, honestly, but it was a weekly paper. Uh, and uh, I did writing for that. I also, you know, walked into the radio station one day and um, decided, said I wanted to, you know, do a radio show. And uh, I, at, back then, way back then, you had to get a license. You had to apply for mm. an FCC license to operate the radio station. <laughs> so I did that. And uh, I loved that because it was, you know, it was really fun. I could just pick the music I wanted to hear. And then, you know, I'd walk out of Clark Hall where West, WESU was and back to my dorm and people would have listened. It was so cool, you know? And, and so I kind of got the bug. I, I got the bug there and, um, you know, and also I, 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 uh, well, I did a lot of writing. I did a lot of um, history when I was there. I did a lot of music. I sang in Wesleyan Singers and I sang, you know, in, in various different groups and played the clarinet and did dance and, you know, it was just such a fabulous place uh, for creativity and for just learning to kind of um, explore uh, ideas. Uh, but I also discovered radio while in a different way when I was there. Um, and it, again, had something to do with financial aid. I, something had happened. I don't even remember what it was. I. I was taking a, a semester off, and I think they had calculated something wrong. And Jerry Cunningham again said to me, if you're taking a semester, we're going to make this up for you. Um, if you're taking a semester off, um, we'll pay your, your, you know, basically a salary for any nonprofit um, that you want to go work in in the U.S. So you can basically go find a job, and it'll be paid full time. For a semester, I'm like, wow, that is so cool. And so I thought about what would the best place to be to work, and I chose WGBH in Boston. And so that mm -hmm. was really how I got my start in kind of public radio. Even though I didn't, I you know, I certainly didn't stay in public radio from the time from that time until this time. I I've been in and out several times, but uh, that I just you know I m even more fell in love with this incredible medium that was you know, where you could tell stories. I did journalism. I, I did a, a piece when I was there uh, that was a um, documentary about uh, prison conditions in the Boston City Jail. I interviewed a number of prisoners and interviewed, you know, professors and policymakers. And, you know, I, it was just super cool. You could open a mic and ask anybody anything and then edit it. And, um, I just, I fell in love. That's fantastic. So tell me about what you ended up doing immediately after graduation. Well, it was, um, so I wanted to do journalism, um, and I also was, uh, wanted to work, I, I decided in my senior year I wanted to work at NPR, uh, and I also wanted to do print journalism. Um, I actually, right when I graduated, I, I worked for about a month or two for a company that was called that was doing uh, books about China, and the they were writing the first uh, guidebook ever to China. It was in 1979, right? And you know, China had just ex started to accept tourism. I had taken two courses with uh, Vera um, Vera Schwarz. She was amazing. She was a 
history professor, had uh, studied in China, um, had, uh, you know, we, we read Mao, we, you know, it was, these were amazing classes. I just um, loved, uh, you know, those classes. And so anyway, I, I uh, helped to research uh, the first guidebook to China. It was really fun. Um, but then I went up to Boston, and uh, because a friend of mine from Westland had called and said that her great aunt had died, and that uh, she had lived in a renovated squash court, and they were going mm -hmm. to uh, sell the house, but they were you know, they they were needed to do some renovations. So d did I want to come up and live in Boston on Brattle Street in a renovated squash court for free? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> so. Um, Several of us from Wesleyan uh, took over the squash court, and uh, uh, it was it was a house by then. But uh, uh, and I just freelanced uh, in print journalism all around Boston, and I did, you know, daily. I did weekly. I did any, anything that I could get, and that was great. And at the same time, I just you know put my eye on NPR and said I wanted to find a, a job there, and I finally did. And then I w went down to to NPR and. You know, I felt really, really blessed, honestly, to to kind of um, know what I wanted to do and and feel that like I felt this incredible uh, calling in a way. Um, and so I uh, got down there, and somebody said to me, "You know, this is like going to graduate school, but they're paying you." And that's how it felt. You know, I got to you know learn uh, radio at at the feet of some of the best uh, producers and hosts, and I was, uh, so it was a great time. I understand you did eventually go to graduate school. You have an MBA from Yale. Tell me a bit about that decision. Why an MBA, and when did you do it? So I did it uh, in 1985, so I had been out uh, six years or so out of Wesleyan. Um, I was doing, I was producing at that time. I, I had actually left NPR partially because there had been this huge financial crisis at NPR where NPR almost uh, went under it, almost uh, declared bankruptcy. Stations uh, rescued it. I, I still had a job, but it was really um, disheartening. It had gone from kind of a place that was growing and people were so happy to a place that almost didn't exist. And um, that actually was the, the motivating factor for me to go to business school because I thought a couple things. I thought, you know, I want to make sure that things are not run like that. <laughs> um, I also wanted to understand what went into kind of the complexities of not just running something. And I had sat on uh, the, like, the union negotiating committee, and I understood, I, I think, some of the strategy and some of the creativity behind management um, that I I hadn't. I had kind of thought, well, you know, you can either be in the creative part of a company or you're in management. And uh, I think I, at that point, had really, and I, you know, I had was also working at Carnegie Hall where I had started a radio show there. So I had experience kind of starting something from the ground up and having a staff. And, you know, I thought, um, there's a bigger world out there. I want to see what the bigger world is. I want to be able to to, to do more creative management and uh, and set strategy. Um, and I applied only to Yale, um, which was relatively new at the time. Um, where uh, um, I'm blanking on her name. I'm sorry, Jane Jane uh, Phillips, 
who had uh, was then Jane Donaldson, uh, was at Yale uh, as the admissions director. She had been at Westland for a long time, so there was a nice connection there. And somebody, when I went to visit Yale, uh, somebody said, "Oh." The people that go from Westland to Yale SOM, they love it. They they're like totally in the in the groove at Yale. There's a great great connection. Well, that raises an interesting question. One of the things that we talk about in Careers by Design, the course, is the idea that the institutions that you attend acculturate you in a certain way. You take on mm. a new identity that has the flavor of that institution. Did you find that coming out of Yale, you were suddenly an MBA? Did you identify yourself as an MBA, or were there any changes in that regard after you finished? Um, sure. Uh, you know, I think in many ways, actually, getting an MBA is a, it's an experience in... Um, becoming acculturated into kind of seeing yourself as a business person and looking at at the world of business and understanding the role of finances and following the money and all of that. But at the same time, Yale itself was a program that really, you know, valued and turned out leaders in the nonprofit and public sector as well as the private sector. Um, I very much wanted to do private sector when I um, went to Yale because I thought I really didn't know very much about it. Uh, and so, yeah, it, um, but it, it was similar to Wesleyan in the sense that the kind of person that it attracted was somebody who wanted to think a little more deeply about uh, the kind of ramifications of any decision, who wanted to understand context. Uh, who was deeply curious and, um, in a way, never satisfied. And so I felt comfortable uh, in in that kind of environment. And also, uh, you know, it, I, I felt um, that it was a place that valued who I was and a range of, you know, different people. Tell me what you did after you graduated. Um, so, so between my first and second year, I got an internship at Boston Consulting Group, uh, and I almost went into consulting, but I decided uh, in the end that I wanted to be at the intersection of media strategy and um, making money but doing good at the same time. So I went to Sesame Workshop. And uh, I did a range of different projects from leading kind of a R and D phase of a new project called Ghostwriter, and then looking at various different strategy things. And then I moved into the I led the development department there for long for five years. And then I, uh, after that, um, led the creation of a new cable channel. And how long were you there total? Eight years. Eight years. And I actually worked for another Wesleyan person. Oh, you did? The, the, yes. <laughs> so the the and, uh, the um, president at the time was David Britt, uh, who was, uh, I think he was, I want to say class of 59, maybe? I think he was. Was that, was that connection a factor in you accepting the position or staying there as long as you did? Uh, yeah, it probably was. Um and and you know I was actually thinking about him today because he he would 
he taught me uh, many things, but one of I, I remember one of the things early on he said to me, I think I was doing some presentation or, or something, he said, <laughs> and I hope I'm not really doing this with you, but he said, you don't have to answer questions, you just have to respond to them. You know, in other words, you don't have to like, Oh, I was thinking about this when I was looking at the debate. That's what it, what it was last night. <laughs> and I was thinking about, yeah, they know that. They know that. Like, you don't have to, you know, somebody gives you a question. You don't have to give them exactly the answer. You just have to respond. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so tell me what led up to you accepting a uh, position at W1YC. Uh, so I, I loved working in the kids' media world, um, and I loved the the business of it and the licensing and all of that. Uh, I guess I was probably getting a little itchy to get back into kind of a more journalistic setting. Um, but, you know, WNYC was, the, they were the public radio stations here in the city. And uh, it was, uh, I guess, 1995 or 96. And uh, Mayor Giuliani had, the, the stations were owned by the city. And mm -hmm. Mayor Giuliani had announced that he was going to sell the, public radio stations to the highest bidder. And they were commercial licenses, and there was a huge outcry. And the board that had been set up, which was not a governing board, but a kind of more of a, f a foundation board, but it was a, a board that had taken a kind of ownership of the stations, not actual ownership, but were running many parts of the station. Um, they stood up to the mayor and said, no, you will not do this. You can't do this. New York has to have public radio. And so they were looking for a leader, and I thought, and they called me, and I'm like, I thought, well, this is really, I mean, how could this be a better job for me? It has radio, it has entrepreneurship, it has fundraising. It it is something I so deeply believe in, and more importantly, I, I just could see that the the potential, um, if you were going to run a station as an independent media company, nonprofit, you know, that um, and not as a city organization that there was so much more that the stations could be doing to to journalistically cover New York, to start our own national programs, to, you know, serve the city in, in many larger and more important ways. So uh, it was, uh, it, I just jumped at it in terms of, you know, there was no question. There was a question in terms of, like, could I do all this when I was, you know, I had a small child, and I wanted to have another one, and how was I going to do all this? But there was no question professionally. Well, and you've certainly been very well recognized for all of the incredibly innovative things that W1YC has done during your tenure. But I'm curious to know, from your standpoint, how has your job grown and changed over time? Well, you know, a friend of mine from Wesleyan, actually, Jane Poland, um, gave me some very good advice when I came into this job, and she had asked me, well, so how long do you think you'll be here? And I said, I don't know, four or five years, something like that. And hmm. she, she said to me, um, somebody gave me a piece of advice once uh, that, if you're, that if you're in a job for um, four or five years, you have to ask yourself, uh, are you going to, st you either have to redefine the job and actually create a new job after that time or leave. Um, and if you're going to create a new job for yourself, you have to kind of set out, you know, what do I want to achieve in the next four or five years and kind of think of it as a whole different 
you know, a, not just a kind of evolution, but but a kind of like, okay, I, I there's still these things I want to do, you know, and I have followed that advice and done that every four or five years, and so far have found, you know, incredibly exciting things to do uh, over the time. I mean, we were a, a city-owned station with two and a half journalists when I got here, and we have 75 journalists now, and we have, you know, I think we had uh, a program that you call it national, it was on like two or three stations. Now we have, you know, uh, a large number of programs that we produce that are national. And, you know, we reached probably uh, 750, 800,000 people a month back then, and we reached 20 million people now. So, you know, um, that's every month. And, uh, you know, it's it's like an, it's a new golden age of audio, so it's a, it's a really exciting time. Can you give me an example of a really great day on the job? <laughs> um, well, a really great day for me would have probably four elements. It would have an element of um, sitting with my incredible senior staff and um, thinking through a strategic problem or challenge or opportunity, more opportunity. You know, for instance, kind of thinking about, okay, how do we um, create a, a platform for podcasts that, uh, that people will, that will help people um, better discover new podcasts, you know, something like that, and mm -hmm. where we would have had a breakthrough in that. It would have a uh, an element of convincing somebody uh, to make a donation that to our capital campaign or, you know, that where they've said, okay, I get it and I'm excited by what you want to do and I want to join you and be a partner in that. It would probably have, uh, would have an element of, you know, coming down and, and spending some time with a show or with some staff people and uh, hearing what they're uh, talking about, and it would have an element of, um, you know, uh, probably sitting with my board or, you know, and uh, a few people on the board and hearing, um, batting around a new idea. Those are the things I love. What haven't I asked you that's important to know to understand your career? Um... Hmm, that's an interesting question. Uh, so I think, I guess two things. One is, um, I don't know if that's what you haven't asked me, but uh, I guess two things. One is, um, for me, a lot of the fun of it and the challenge of it and the, um, the, the kind of stuff I love to do is the mix of the creative and the business. You know, so it is kind of finding those intersections are really important. And I think that actually started at Wesleyan. It's like because there's something about like seeing connections and drawing them and reveling in them in a little in a in a way and and not being scared by the ambiguity, but being um, challenged by it. I think the other thing is from a personal standpoint, um, you know. It's been, um, as I said, when I took the job at WNYC, uh, 
I, I had a child. I wanted to have another child. I was, uh, and, and, and I think that's been a, you know, a wonderful part for me to, of my job is to um, think very hard about how we can uh, create a, a culture here that values parenthood. And, you know, I actually was pregnant when I actually took the job. I miscarried, but, um, and then I had a, a, a child later, later when I was here in the job. I've also had a child who had cancer and, you know, I needed to take time. So I, I think, you know, from personal experience and from just uh, really um, a strong belief that if you can, if you can create a, an environment that is truly conducive to people being good parents, you're going to get the best people. It's it's really about getting the best talent, and uh, uh, you know that's been very important to me. Laura Walker, thank you so much for sharing so much of your personal and professional experience with us today. Thank you. It was fun. Thank you for listening to Careers by Design, the interviews. Production by WNYC and Sharon Belden Castingway. Music by Andrew Santinello. Interested in designing your own career? Check out our Careers by Design online course, available on iTunes U and the Wesleyan University website.